Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Supervalue GA podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donahue, and I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor of the Anglo Celt. For this week's show, we're going to be looking ahead to the championship, the junior, Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Football Championship, which starts this weekend. Um, We'll also be talking about the possibilities of the new Cavan manager. Uh, We'll be looking back on Cavan ladies and their um, outing against Dublin at the weekend. And we'll be talking about Instagram and the the great crack we're having on Instagram at the minute. A few little bits and bobs from it during the week. Paul, great to have you here, firstly. Secondly, Junior Championship, Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Championship to give it its full title. Um, Opening up this weekend, I suppose... Maybe before we start talking about the teams that are going to contend, even though it's it's it is without a doubt the most competitive junior championship we've ever had in the county. That's the first point. But there's still a few adrift at the bottom that aren't going to be competitive. There are, and uh, what makes it what makes it kind of um, relevant is that when you hit the quarter final stage, uh, score difference is likely to come into play, and. Uh, the bottom team is Maher. I would say the biggest gap between any two teams in the county is between 39 and 40. Um, certainly, I can't think of there being a bigger gap between any two teams. You've ranked every team in the mm-hmm. county from 1 to 40. Like Maher are, are a long way adrift there. They're conceding massive scores. Uh, Corla have only played 11 games, conceded 22 goals in Division 3, conceded two matches as well. So Corla are probably the second bottom team out of the 40 at the minute, going by and league placings. Um Next to them, you've got Templeport going by the league, and we all know the Templeport are down a lot of players. Like they're a lot better mm. than that if they had all their players. Whereas we haven't seen the evidence that the Maher and Corla are. So, like based on everything we know um, from the last two last few championships, um, and from and from the le- league form this year, conceding games, shipping a lot of scores, um, you'd have to imagine that Maher and Corla are on a hiding to nothing in the, in this junior championship, and that's not trying to be disrespectful to them and whatever team plays them like let's say Drumlane are playing Maher on Sunday Drumlane beat Maher I think it was 125-1-1 to or maybe it was 225-1-1 to in the league so Drumlane have an opportunity now to run up a massive score against Maher which they're likely to do because they're playing well and they are putting up big scores mm-hmm. and that's going to skew the table regardless because some other team who's who's looking for a quarter-final place and doesn't get Maher or possibly doesn't get Corla um, doesn't get an opportunity to run up a 20, 30 point win against Mahara mm. like Jermaine are going to get. On, on the bigger picture, does it develop Corla and Mahara by being hammered by these big scores in so many games so often? Surely it, it, it brings it back to the it's a negative experience to lose games so often. It's demoralising and therefore the motivation to go out and try to be better disappears altogether you, you you find something else to do that you're getting more pleasure from so you know within the clubs themselves or maybe within the structure of the county board is it time for a Maher or a Corla to, to, to go back to reserve Division 1A you know play against the second teams of of, of your Cavan Gales or your your Lackins your Mullerhorns it's tough because you could say then like um What's maybe they get a once in a generation brilliant young player coming through, and all he has to aim for is reserve football, and that's the argument you hear from yeah. Kevin Horland people as well that they've nothing to aim for if they don't have a county team. Um, I'm loath to say anything about Corla because I wrote what I thought was a fair and sympathetic piece um, last year about Corla, and I got absolutely lambasted. It was on an awful backlash. I think people took me up completely wrong on it, and I don't want to open that can of worms. Only to say that Corla. They've won national school, Tully Veal in national school, with 36 children in the school, mm-hmm. boys and girls. 
So you're talking about there could be 18 boys between under the age of 12 uh, in that parish. Mm. You know, so you, they haven't got numbers and there's no sign of it coming on. Um, Korla are just strapped for numbers and that's just it. Mahara, I, I don't know, Mahara have a national school there feeding into them. They're up on the Mead border. You'd imagine that, that there's a population around that area. I don't know what's going on in Mahara, but I know the Korra are just, they're very proud of the jersey, but they're just so strapped for numbers and it makes it very difficult. Um, but yeah, look, we don't want to get stuck on this for too long, no. but it's gonna, it's, it is going to skew the championship. It is. It's like, going if if Mahara beat Tremaine on Sunday, it'll be the biggest shock in, in the history of the club championships that I can remember. Yeah, like and and, and Mara have, I, I never remember Mahara winning a game. Uh, no, Corla beat them. The only championship game that I can remember Corla winning, I think, was against Mahara a couple of years back. Oh, sorry, they beat Shannon Gales, did they? Yeah, no, Corla have had a couple of wins. Yeah, Corla have had wins, and and Corla were competitive back. But say when when the whole Quinn Empire was going well, there was a bit of employment and probably more numbers in the club. Corla were quite competitive. I I remember them drawing with. With Red Hills, my own club, I was on the bench that day, and that they would were explain robbed. it. <laughs> <laughs> Had a you is a whole different story. They, they were robbed that day. We we got, we got one one in injury time, and uh, it was a clear push in the back. It was a Seamus Derby effort by right. a fella called Barry Mulvaney, <laughs> and uh, Red Hills won the replay easily. But Mullahorn, that was ninety eight. Mullahorn won the junior championship that year. But um, did they, no, sorry, Swan and Bar won Swan the junior. Beat Mullahorn in the final. That's right. Mullahorn yeah. were going for the double. That's right. But, Corda were, were, were decent around that time but in, in my time um, I don't remember Maher winning a game in league or championship at adult level in my time um, mm. you know, I'll tell you the amazing thing Damien Rammer won the, the minor league and championship double last year when that team was on the 14 Maher beat them Maher were competing in division 1 on the 14 right. level so something's gone wrong there yeah yeah it's, it's maybe a, another day's podcast just looking at the the, the junior championship overall, we'll, we'll come back and, and dig into the actual games for the weekend. But looking at the teams involved in the junior championship, who are the teams that you think are going to be there come semi-final, final and winners? Well, I think your point that it's the strongest junior championship ever, definitely. Like maybe way back before the intermediate came in back in the 60s or whatever, you might have had really strong junior championships. But mm. And even back further than that maybe. But... Um, I think this year's championship is incredibly strong. Like, if you take it, Killing Care, as you know too well, were in an intermediate final replay what, t- less than two years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe, what, uh, 20 months ago. Yeah. And like and pushed Arva all, all the way in that. Um, uh, then, we're senior, senior two years ago. And, like, you know, we're winning games in senior championship three years ago. I remember them beating Drumgoon and then opening That's right. up in Breffney and going well that evening. Yeah. Um, Drummond were senior two, three years ago as well. They're all in the junior. Then you've got um, Drung, who are stalwarts of intermediate football for a long time, and always a good intermediate team for over 10 years. And they're now in the mix. Then you've got Knockbride, who bottomed out a couple of years ago. They were beaten by 30-odd points by Shannon Gales in a junior championship match. But they're coming up really strong now, really, really good. I know talking to some of the Ballyhays lads, they were very impressed with them. They, they've beaten um, the likes of Bailey were now I think and, or sorry they drew with Bailey was it and beat Shercock the last year's intermediate champions yeah, so, no Bride are coming on really well mm. um, and then you've killed Allen the team who I always give a mention to on the podcast but they've managed to, to hold together a young team who were there since they were practically all minors and now they're all 23-24 they're ready to make a big stab at it as well so that's not to mention Drum Lane yet. Or I didn't even mention Drum Lane. Like possibly <laughs> the best of them all. Like it's it it. Do you know what? It's it's absolutely brilliant. And and for the first time as Cavan supporters, there's going to be a lot of games in the junior championship. Now maybe not in the group stages. There's certain games that you look at and go, now that's going to be a dinger. But there's there's definitely come quarterfinals. You can see a lot of very good games in that that junior championship this year. But if you take Dan, Dan Killing Care uh, Drum Lane. None of them would be able to play us in a semi-final or, or even a final at intermediate level. No. Like they've, good, no. they've good footballers. Like. Yeah, plenty of talent. Like. Yeah. It's, they're it's, they're and, good clubs. Like. And I have to say, and again, it's huge credit to the county board that they've restructured, bringing the, the number of teams up to 14 in the championship. And I think that's what's making it competitive. What I'm really looking forward to seeing, and, and I know we're jumping way ahead, but how the junior champions then 
progress in Ulster. Surely our junior champions are going to be very strong. When Last year, realistically, Ballamacue were good enough to win Ulster. They should have beaten the Donegal champions who went on to win yeah. Ulster at a canter. You know, yeah. and, and had Ballamacue a full hand to play with and not lost a player in the opening quarter anyway up in Bally Buffet, they'd have won that game. Like yeah. So Cavan, Cavan Junior Champions this year, you'd imagine, are going to be very strong. Absolutely. Um, just, yeah, on, on your call, give us, give us your... I'm going to hold you to this now come to the end of it. Pick your junior champion champions uh, for for the the 2018 season. Do you know what? Um, I'd really like to see Killing Care doing it. I'm not just saying that because you have a connection with Killing Care, but um, they were very close at intermediate level. Mm-hmm. I know the effort they put in. I'd like to see them, them getting the reward and getting a medal for all their effort, even <laughs> though they were hoping it was an intermediate medal, but a junior medal would be, would be nice too. But the question mark I have about Killing Care is, it's 1982 since the club won a championship, uh, be that su- senior, junior or intermediate. So that's a long famine and that's difficult to to overcome. Whereas there's winning experience in the Drumlane team, I'd imagine. Well, there's definitely, well, they won a junior championship in, in 99. Maybe there's nobody there from 99 actually. but no, Maybe John O'Dowd, a very, very young John O'Dowd. No, I don't know. No, it, 99 is 19 years ago. John's yeah. only about 31. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's, he's around so long you'd forget he is only 31 or 32 yeah. isn't no, he? No, they're actually, they're actually there's not winning experience in the Jermaine side I'm, I'm wrong about no. that but um, yeah so maybe Jermaine are trying to overcome a similar type thing although they won in 99 you know it's hard to stop a family like that then um, I've been right up there as well I I think it's between those three and I don't think Dan are going that great I know they have a couple of injury worries Conor O'Reilly is an injury at the minute Martin Cattle has just come back into the fold. It's a toss of a coin between Jermaine and Killing Care, but I'm going to I'm going to give the nod to Killing Care. Yeah, it'll be interesting. The uh Drumlane and Killing Care are in the in the Division Three League final. It won't be played until after the championship is over, but it's uh, it, it's probably a, a sign of the form book that they're coming into form at the right time of the year. Now I know obviously Killing Care have only dropped one game I think this year Kilachandra beat them other than that they've won every Kildallan other game Kildallan beat them there recently Kildallan beat them when they were already secured you know, the top Kildallan, spot Kildallan missed out on score difference they're, they're the unluckiest team they missed out on score difference and there was a video going around on Twitter of the score <laughs> yeah. and it, it, it was the wrong call this was in the playoff in against Kilachandra yeah it was a wrong call but Kildallan also um, there was three teams tied on points and because uh Kildallan's games against Mahara and Korla, I think this is right, were conceded. They got walkovers, whereas which which meant that score difference shouldn't have come into it. But but it was three. It was he couldn't go head to head to head on on the case. So it was Drumlane, Kilishandra, and Kildallan. I'm presuming all ended up on the same points. Yeah, so they tossed the coin, and Drumlane went in went into the oh, final of it, Jesus and Christ. and. Uh, Kildallan played Kilachandra. Right. So okay. I didn't know that. It's it's a situation now because of a dodgy call, um, they didn't get through. But they beat um, the two teams above them. They beat Jesus. from Lane and Kildallan, and now Kildallan are stuck in that division again. Like they're, n- I don't know when they're going to get a bit of luck. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it it could come in one year and and all at once. But Maybe. it's uh, yeah, it'll 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 be very interesting. I'm looking forward to to the junior championship. As I say, I I'd like. I'd like Killing Care to win it because I know, I know the the lads up there very well, and and they deserve to win that championship in my opinion. But they're not going to have it easy. I seen Drumlane and Killishandra at the weekend, and Drumlane Ryan Connolly was scintillating. He was he was being marked by uh, an exceptionally good man marker Daratai, and still managed to score. I think one four from open play, set up at least another three or four scores, and and scored six points from freeze. He scored. I was just thinking of this after the game. He scored a sideline from the left, a sideline from the right, and a forty-five off the ground. There's not too many games a player to do that. That's that's. I mean, his ball striking is probably second to none in the county. Like. I have to agree. And I I, we argued before about his pace. I was saying I thought he has electric pace, but uh, I think you were saying before that you thought he was very blistering pace, but not just the top level. What do you think now? Yeah, I st- he has enough pace to be county level. 
you know, I, I don't think I don't think that pace is an issue. Now, I think that's something he's developed a bit more of in the last year, and maybe the county senior being exposed to county senior training all year or most of the year suited him that he was he was being pushed that little bit harder, and maybe the strength and conditioning from Cribben may have helped, but he definitely wasn't found wanting for pace. He he, he got away from defenders three or four times, so um, he looks like and always did look like a player that relies on confidence. But when his confidence is up, there, there's very few better than him in the county, I have no, to say. No, there's not. There's not. I'm disappointed that he didn't kick on with Cavan this year. Yeah, I'd because have to agree. There's a jersey there for him if he, if he had been able to take it. But uh, hopefully next year. Kieran Callahan Electrical Limited has been providing a quality service to the industrial, commercial and domestic sectors nationwide since 1996. Reduce your business's energy bill with our energy audit. Or if you need any electrical works carried out, why not contact Kieran Callahan Electrical on 049 433 0111? Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead, and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family owned and family run business. Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, going through the games at the weekend, is there any that kind of stand out for you? Yeah, um, looking. We'll say so on Friday from the top. Go on yeah, ahead. on Friday or sorry, on Saturday evening at five o'clock in uh, Stradone, it's drunk against Kill, a local derby there. Um, that's going to be a close game. That'll get it. That that's in Stradone. It'll get a good crowd. I know that uh, Kill beat Drung by two ten to one ten in Bono a few weeks ago. So that's about a month ago. So on the strength of that, I'd give Kill a very tentative nod there. Yeah, looking then to Saturday evening at 5.30 in uh, Dolan Park in Virginia, it's Killing Care against Mount Nugent. That's, Mount Nugent, the big news there is that David Givney has transferred to Fulham Irish. Yeah, no, I don't know if that transfer has gone through or not, but I heard it from a member of the management team in Mount Nugent that David's going to Fulham Irish, so that's a loss for Mount Nugent for mm. this year. I know we played the league with them at full forward. I mean, that's a that's a massive loss. Um, be a loss to the Cavan senior team, let alone to Mount Nugent senior team. Yeah. And... Uh, so you'd have to you'd have to say that that Kill and Care will be favourites there. Like you know, you're talking about the likes of Jason McMahon, Louis Fay Cooper, Emma Fitzsimons, and then the pace to have up front with the Sextons and Peter McCabe and all that. I think when um, Eugene are going to be relying on Kieran Carfrey probably for a lot of scores. So I think that's definitely I go for a Kill and Care win there. Yeah, Hennessy takes watching as well, but you'd you'd imagine Kill and Care should have enough. Then the third game is in um, Emmett Park in in. Butler's Bridge, it's Templeport against Drummalee. Um Templeport toward in division three. Toward from bottom. Toward from bottom in division three, Drummalee bottom in division two. You'd imagine, I suppose, then the division two t- side should have the advantage. Yeah, you sh- you would. Um te- when Templeport won the junior championship in twenty fifteen, I thought they were going to kick on and do well at senior at, at do another hour for and make the senior because there is a history of that of teams winning a junior and winning an intermediate very quickly afterwards. But especially if their age profile is young enough, and it was, it was. But the, they haven't kicked on at all. They got relegated, and it doesn't seem to be the desire there. Like the, you take the starting team in 2015. From that team, you have Owen Martin, Michael Devine, Oren Duffy, and Ben Kieran. They're all in America at the minute. That's four starting players gone to that team. Like Ben Kieran um, was was a main man. Benjamin Kelly and Dylan Raythorn um, have played very little or, or no football this mm-hmm. year. Um, uh, Liam Gallagher's around, but he's injured. He's, he probably would play, but he's not fit. Um, Owen Doonan is there, all right. So what's happened is they've had to fast-track a load of more young lads into it, which they were doing seven or eight years ago and brought them through and brought them through and developed them, and then they won the championship. And now they're nearly backward aware. So they, you've the likes of Nisha McKenna there, who got 2-5 against Corda recently, um, mm. Gavin Donahue, but they're very young. Against that, Drummley are pretty old. <laughs> There's a few. I know they lost a few. I wouldn't say old timers, but fellas are right veterans of the two intermediate winning teams. Yeah, like your own brother Kevin, Gary Malone, um, fellas like that. Darry Gaffney, Darry Gaffney. They stepped away from it. Who were soldiered for a good few years, and then um, 
Jimmy Fallon working in America or in England, you know. So they're generally you're short a good few players as well. They they have great Keen Bourne, the bomber up front, who's mm. in very good form, and uh, Enda McCormick lead on Tomas O'Keefe. Those lads are going well, and that that's the spine of the team. But they're in a losing habit. They they've I think they drew two of the first three games in the league. They drew a corner fan and maybe Swad or someone like that, and. The, now they've lost maybe their last 10 games in that division mm. so it's hard to break a losing habit so off the base of that I'm going to go for a draw a draw on it interesting uh, the fourth game on Saturday is in in Virginia in Dolan Park and it's Knockbride against Muncher Connacht at 7 o'clock throwing good, another good game Knockbride are in good form and you'll always notice or I always notice it's amazing the amount of times a team that wins a championship also wins a reserve league or a reserve championship in that year it's, it happens all the time yeah. and it's a sign of a squad that's in good shape and, and going places and um, now Bride had a good win in the reserves there a couple of weeks ago against Bertorbet stayed up in Division 2 as well yeah torn things around like they've had a rich fan of form there after losing mm. their first six matches Roy Donahue is playing absolutely brilliantly for them I was talking to, to fellas in Not Bride during the week they mentioned Roy Donahue was playing brilliantly Philip Nolte who mm. was off the Cav Miners class act yeah a man marker and a, a tough bit of stuff and a good footballer yeah um Philip Rogers, I thought he was a great player with the mm. Cavan Miners as well two years ago or last year. So I think, um, I think they're bright of a lot there. They also have uh, Paddy Rogers. His frees are going to be important. Niall McCabe um, is actually not not making the starting team all the time at the minute. The fellow who was coming on for the Cavan Miners last year, good footballer. Always reminds me of Jared Pearson a bit. Was there an injury there? Could have been coming back from injury. I think so. Uh, so if you look at if you look at we'll say much of Connacht. They have actually brought through quite a good few young players. So you take the Hendricks, you've you've Sean yeah. and Kevin Hendrick, the brothers. They're actually first cousins of Brian Howard, it's new superstar in Dublin. Right. Which is interesting. So their pedigree is good. Uh, they still have John McCabe up front, he's the go to man. Stephen Sheridan assisting him. Danny Nolan around the middle of the field. The Fadojos. The Fadojos as well. So I know PJ Lee, Lee is over them and he'd always have them in good shape, but um I think Munch can't have a few injuries coming into this one, so um it could have been. It could have been very close, but I. I think I'm going to give the vote to Not Bride on that one. Yeah, moving on to Sunday, then it's um, a one o'clock throw-in in Swanland Bar for a West Cavan Derby. Corla against Shannon Gales. Corla can rise it, uh, as we said. They, they they can rise it for the big day. Darren McTaggart is their main scorer in chief, from from what I saw looking through the reports earlier on. But you'd have to say, I know Shannon Gales beat them one fourteen to one eight when they played in the league, and I think that. Um, that that was the closest game Corla had in the whole league so that suggests maybe that, that they're not that far off but you'd have to imagine like if, if Shannon Gales have their full team if they have McLaughlin Nevin O'Donnell Aaron O'Hara they have lots of quality there like. like Aaron O'Hara for me is another player that possibly could come up to county level if he if he got exposed often enough to it I think yeah. because he's he's quality now he suppose, reminded me of Kieran Brady a bit mm, he's very dynamic aggressive Great cut to him, as yeah, say. yeah, real strong. And now, whether Nevin O'Donnell's injury, I know it has cleared up, but he's still only coming back from a cruciate, so it won't be you know, you'll not see the best out of Nevin you'd imagine this summer, but he's still a half fit Nevin at that level is going to be a, a really, really difficult challenge for any defender, yeah, yeah. Well, I know it was that yourself was telling me though, what you watched them. Recently, and he was playing brilliant. He was kicking great points. Mm, wasn't someone, me, no. Yeah, someone was telling me that, that he was he played a mighty game for them there recently. I'm not sure what game it was. So you're going for a I'm going for Shannon Gales. A Shannon Gales win. Then at uh, three o'clock in Terry Kyle Park, it's probably for me the the tie of the of the round. Kildallan against Den. It should be should be a good one. Yeah, this is this is a, is the game of the round. This is the game I really want to see um, because they're. They're two good young, pretty young teams with with good footballers in them. Like they're I don't know if they're footballers. pretty, but they're young. <laughs> <laughs> like up front for for Den, you've got uh, Thomas Edward Donahue, probably oh, the marquee forward. Like yeah. great player to watch. Class act. Ben Connolly is a live wire. Yeah, Dean and Highland is the free taker. Now he's carrying a bit of an injury, so mm-hmm. he mightn't feature. You've Mousy Kieran in the corner, veteran. But don't be. don't forget about and 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 he came on to the radar in the league game, the last league game against Mullerhorn for me. And I'd seen him before, but I'd never seen him play to this level. Was Kevell Keoghan? I have to say he was a handful. Now busy around the field, maybe a little bit too busy for my liking. But he he scored, I think, seven or eight points against Mullerhorn that day. Like he's 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 a player that if you ignore him while watching Ted and Ben Connolly and these other boys. He'll he'll pop up and he'll have a field day. Well, there you go. Um, 
and Martin Cahill came back there recently as well. Now the problem they have is inconsistency because they, they they play well one week and play terribly the next week. And I suppose confidence is probably low because um, they were when they were relegated from senior, uh, they still haven't really got over that. The shock no. of that because they, they lost all their matches by twenty points in that competition, and they finished it off by an absolute cricket score. They lost against Cavan Gales, and that that really knocked them for six. And they were, you know, they went into free fall, and they should have been good enough to stay in intermediate last year. But they came through the trap door now as well. So you'd hope that their their confidence is back now. Conor O'Reilly, who I mentioned earlier, is is a leading light in the defence as well. Good ball playing half back, but um, he's carrying an injury as well. Now, if you look at the, the Kildallan side, Ryan O'Neill is developing into a, a real mm. quality operator. Very strong, knows where the posts are. Shane McGovern has been doing very well at wing forward. Carl um, Sheridan is doing very well around, around the middle of the field as well. Shane McPartland is back in the mix. Um, so Shane done his crucial last year? Yeah, Shane McPartland, yeah, so he's back. And then really you've got, class footballer when he's in top flight. Absolutely. You've got Darren McGovern, um, yeah. who we know all about, Aaron Dagnan, and then you've Naya Cassidy and Conor Crowe, who got two goals there recently in a the match. They can chip in with scores as well. So they have a good spread of scores. Now, the thing is, looking through their results, on the bare face of it, looking at the league table, you think they've got a great defence, but you have to remember they only played, they only played 11 games because they've got two walkovers. But I think that Kildallan do need to tighten up a wee bit at the back. From midfield up, they're strong. So it's all going to come down, and that game's going to come down to if Kildallan can put the clampers on on this uh, day in attack. Mm, it, it, it could be very tactical between Mickey Mickey Lee and uh, Terence Reynolds. Yeah. That maybe this game could be one along the line. I, I I think this is going to be a cracker. Well, I'm going to go for Kildallan. Who are you going for? I'm going to go with with the Drummolee man. I <laughs> I think Den are just going to. I I was very impressed with the the level that Den could come up to playing that last league game. They were fighting for their lives, and it felt like a championship game to them. And I think that I think that if Den play at that tempo, I just don't know that. Kildallan have enough now they are missing um, one of the Donahue's, um he was playing full back is he Kieran? is it I th- somebody told me during the week that he's missing Fergal that, is it is it Fergal for Kildallan for Kildallan that, that, that one of the Donahue's was missing anyway so okay. um, if that's true it's a loss you know because yeah. he's a big strong towering full back you know and, and powerful as well so um, they're quite a big team actually they're quite a, an oh they are team. yeah maybe it's the jerseys but they all look big and athletic and can move like yeah um, definitely it's, I, I'm going to go with Den I'm going to go with Den on this one and we'll argue over that could be a draw yeah, it could end up, but it's it's a cracker. Three o'clock in, in Terry Coyle. And the final game is in Lavi at 5pm. It's Mara McFinns and they're taking on Drum Lane. There can only be one winner. Yeah, 225 to 1-1 in the league. And Drum Lane are on a seven-match winning run at the minute as well. And, and playing very well. As you were telling me, they clicked in the second half. Big style against yeah. Kilishander. And that'll be a local derby. They wouldn't much. They have a lot of quality players now. Ryan Connolly. They have uh, Dara Dolan at corner forward. Very, very light, but uh, really good ball winner and very brave. And then when you have Dane O'Dowd in the middle of the field and he's partnered by Keen Monaghan, physically a, very strong. Ah, that's a hell of a midfield. You know, that, Donald Monaghan at centre-back. standard midfield there. Because like, Dane O'Dowd is, is as hard as nails. Yeah. And... and uh, Monaghan's a big strong lad who's very good in the air as well yeah, and like John O'Dowd at the back a great mobile player yeah, he played a few games in the forwards this year too I think you take their spine patching goals Patch Corrigan in goals John O'Dowd Donald Monaghan Kean Monaghan with Dane O'Dowd centre half forward was Philip King but he it, well, he's not physically very big but then Ryan Connolly the finisher on the inside um, you know that's a hell of a spine and then it's it's padded out with, with wings of, of really good footballers there as well so like Gary Tubman was playing very well I thought corner forward and you've a, you've a lot of lot of talent there Kieran Crow big strong mobile wing forward as well so yeah oh, that's that Tremaine are good Tremaine Tremaine might revise my prediction yeah it mightn't be too far away now when, when you look at it on paper and I see Donal uh, O'Reilly it is Donal isn't it they have a nickname on him it's, it's gone from me but he, he came back he played um, at the weekend but I remember him two years ago watching him in the uh, in the club intermediate championship actually doing a bit of homework on him but uh, a very very good footballer so there's plenty of talent there but it can only be really a, a drum lane win Absolutely. and it doesn't give me any pleasure to, to state that you'd love to see Mahara take a scalp because it'd be great for football in Mahara but I don't think it's going to be against drum lane no Moving on, um, so away from the College Craft Bakery Junior Football Championship, we'll, we'll discuss very quickly the inside track on the Cavan manager. Possibilities? 
Well, first of all, we'd say what we know for a fact. And I know for a fact that Mickey Graham has been approached. Um, and I, I I spoke to Mickey Graham today. Um, he said that he hasn't given it much consideration. And he, he said, is it something I'd be interested in? Probably I would be. Um, but he said it's not the sort of thing you could rush into, obviously. And um, he'd have to give it a lot of thought. He'd have to think about a backroom team. But I got the impression that he's he's interested in it. Now, the... The thing is, um, there's a lot of talk that Longford um, would want Mickey Graham as well, but I don't think Dennis Connerton is going anywhere for this year anyway, so um could be an opportunity for Calvin to get Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Riley spoke to him last week, and similar enough answer. Now, I, re- I did hear a rumour today that Jason had withdrawn from the race. Uh, I rang him, there was no answer, but um, I think... I think Jason would be in the hunt. Now he might want to go against Mickey Gray or maybe maybe they'll be part of the same ticket, the old teammates and all that. Um so there's two that I think um I, I heard that a lot of the names that's been banding around have been approached. Now there's a I spoke to James Horn only over text. Um I texted him I was trying to contact him, I got a foreign ringtone and I, I texted him That's me over for you. <laughs> he he was in Atlanta. Which I've heard since is the headquarters of Coca Cola, and he works for Coca Cola. So that makes sense. But uh, did Mickey Graham tell you that? <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of Coca Cola, colleagues, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, he he got back to me, James. He texted me and said that that he hadn't heard anything about it. So I texted him back and said, "Kind of, well, what, what what are you going to do about this?" But he he uh, he didn't come back to me. Um, but he hasn't ruled himself out of it officially. Now, uh, I spoke to another man. Yesterday, I can't say who it was, um, but all I can say is he's an All Ireland winning footballer, and I got the impression he he might have an interest in the job, um, but uh, it was all off the record, and he, uh, I can't break the confidence of of linking him publicly with the job. But I think he's a he's a he's a pretty big name, and uh, so it just goes to show there is interest out there. Yeah, there there is definitely, there. definitely it, it seems is an to be. Job. It definitely seems to be more interest, and and again, uh, for the second time on the podcast, I have to give credit to the county board. They're not sitting on this one. They're, they've they've given a deadline that they're going to interview on the week of the thirtieth of July. So by the first week in in August, they'll have interviewed a certain number of candidates, and they the plan is to on the twentieth of August at the county board meeting that they'll ratify. Um, their 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 preferred candidate. So, like the county board aren't aren't hanging back. Maybe the way hoping that people come looking for the job. They they seem to be actively out and and approaching people. And that's thankfully that's the way it has to go. Well, we said on the last podcast, Damien, that you'd hope that the county board would have learned lessons from yeah. the last appointment process did. as well. So it seems that they have because I think they dragged the freak the last time. Uh, Jerry Brady's comments last night were interesting. Or he 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 said sort of unprompted. You asked him the question. Um, do you know is there is there? Uh, do you have a preference for an inside manager or an outside manager? And he said oh, we don't have a preference. And almost unprompted, then he said, but there there's a buzz in the county f- towards uh, an inside man. Now, I haven't detected mm-hmm. that buzz. There's a buzz for a new manager, but I, I don't think I, I haven't heard anyone go around saying we we need an inside a man from inside the county. Not saying that there's not good candidates, but. I haven't heard that, so maybe that was linked into the way the county board are, are thinking. Yeah, well, maybe actually, just when when you do mention it, we'll play the audio from um, my discussion with Jerry Brady. He was in the Hotel Kilmore last night at the club championship launch. Delighted to be joined by the chairman of the Calvin County Board, Jerry Brady, at the launch of the Hotel Kilmore Senior and Intermediate Championships, and of course the Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Championships. A great turnout here for the launch. Uh, huge representation of the clubs, I suppose. That shows the appetite that's there for club football. Yeah, there's a great buzz even here this evening. You can feel the atmosphere building up for the championship. I'm delighted that so many clubs have their representatives in, and even club officers come in as well to be part of the scene. I just want to thank all the clubs for contributing so handsomely to the event here this evening. It's brilliant. Yeah, I suppose the Hotel. Kilmore we were just discussing uh, continued sponsorship for the senior championships and intermediate and and the venue here is just ideal for a launch it's brilliant for the launch like even the photographs down at the front of the hotel and then in the gardens alongside here just fantastic scenery in the background as well so and again the hotel Kilmore on board again for the senior intermediate championship I think it's the 25th year and then College Craft Bakery in as well for the junior championship I really really appreciate their support down through the years and as usual I encourage all our patrons to, spon- to support all our sponsors both at club level and at 
county level. Yeah, I suppose looking to the, the championship themselves, um, can you give us an update on how Kingspan Brefney is, is going? We see grass on it as I'm coming out the road here. Any good sign? Yeah, it's in great shape at the moment, actually. The rain over the last number, couple of weeks, those few days rain, they made a fantastic job of it. And it's a great covering of grass on the pitch at the moment. And the contractor, Joe Pronti, is very confident that it will be available definitely at least for our senior final, if not for the intermediate and junior final. So we're very positive about it at the moment and looking forward to having it in pristine condition for those finals. All going well. Weather permitting again, if we get a downpour of rain at a, at a certain time, it mightn't, it mightn't just make it. But Joe is very confident that we will make it for those championship finals. And I suppose what that's done is now let out to club venues across the county are going to be littered with uh, with. with club supporters over the next few weeks it, it'll, it'll make for I suppose maybe an interesting experiment I know looking at the Super 8s an empty Crow Park isn't a great venue maybe an empty or half empty Kingspan Brefney Park isn't a great venue we'll get to see what it's like in, in closer club venues It is it's great to be going out around all the clubs in the county and we saw that yesterday with the Division 1 uh, Cairn and Service Station League Final in Cross Keys like the attendance there was fantastic brilliant evening conditions were fantastic as well and and uh, the crowd was was brilliant, and that there was a great buzz about that. And the one thing about it is, we've had a tremendous league this year. Like the, uh, Division Three, Two, and One were great. They know the promotion, relegation, playoffs, uh, the playoffs to get into the into the league finals as well. So the, the atmosphere has been very good with the league, and that is really positive for the championship. And there's a good buzz in the county at the moment. I think we're going to have a great championship because the relegations in the past uh, two years of where we relegated three teams from senior to intermediate, intermediate to, uh, to junior, means now that we have a very strong junior and intermediate, and a very competitive junior and intermediate championship, and likewise a very competitive senior championship. So I think it's going to be a great championship. And going out around all the clubs in the county, as venues for those matches is, is fantastic because it gives the clubs a chance to really show off their grounds, how they can handle, how they can manage it. It brings people into the, those local communities and there'll be a bit of spend in that area as well in the local shops and the clubs can then make a few euro on their lottos or whatever. So it's going to be a great opportunity for clubs uh, throughout the county this year. Yeah, it definitely is. And, and I think there's, there's a real... Uh, I suppose buzz about the fact that I know clubs are, are n- nearly knocking down the doors to get these games to brought into their own clubs. So that's it's great to see it. On another front, you're you're a busy man trying to maybe appoint a, a cabin manager. Is there is there any updates on that or how, how's the progress working? Uh, we met last week there and we we have a committee form now to go and source candidates for interview and we're hoping to commence the interview on the week of the 30th and uh, that's the plan at the moment so we hope to have a panel of candidates ready for that so that's where it is at the moment so hopefully we get uh, quality people in that are interested for the, in the job both from inside and possibly from outside the county and they will be interviewed then accordingly and Please God, we get the right candidate and we appoint the right person for the job. Yeah, is there a preference for inside or outside? I know it's a huge debate amongst the, the county. Has have you maybe made a preference? We haven't really made a preference, but uh, like there is a buzz around the county about having uh, a cabin man in charge again. But look, at it's the best man for the job, and it's the person that comes forward and puts puts the best team uh, together and presents that to the interview panel. And look again, as I said before, you know you don't really know until that person is in the job. For six or 12 months whether they were the right man or the wrong man that's a case of anybody that's interviewing for a job like in, in business or whatever you know you can do a very good interview but then when it comes down to the nitty gritty the, the, the work rate or the, the end result might be as good as you thought it would be in the interview so look it is a difficult process so it is but we have to get it right this time because uh, the panel of players we have at the moment are excellent but we're just not getting that final push out of them and the years will drift by fairly fast and this panel of players you know have have to have to bring uh Silverware back to Cavan before they, before they get too old and before they start breaking up so I think it's vitally important that uh, the right man is in and he gets the right team behind him and that the players row in and give it 100% and I think they will but the players are there there's no doubt about that we just need to get the get the right attitude get the right commitment and get the bit of luck get the rub of the green as well as you know in Championship Football in particular it's going to be a difficult year next year in Division 1 again the more than we were this year we'd probably be everybody's favourite to be relegated but having said that we can call 
caused a lot of surprises and I think with the right approach and the right attitude and the self-belief from the players and from the panel I think that's a huge thing mm-hmm. self-belief that, that they're as good as Angus out there in the country and that they can hold their own with the best of them so I think 2019 hopefully will be a very exciting year for yeah. Cavan Yeah definitely will look at your, your, your Division 1 I suppose the, the one thing is you can be guaranteed as, regardless who you appoint you're not going to please absolutely everybody but you're hopefully you please the players maybe and, 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 and a few supporters the results then will please everybody yeah, The res- results will please everybody but uh, look at there's a great support in Cavan for, for our county team at all at all grades so there is and all we need is just that little hint of success and the Cavan people come out and really support us and it's evident like from club revenue membership and from sponsorship and uh, from advertising hoardings around Kingspan Breffney that the Cavan people are really there behind us and that's that's really uh, positive from my point of view and from the county board's point of view as well so look we just wait and see who, who the lucky person is and I think as Napoleon said when he was asked why type of a general would he like and he said I'd like a lucky general and that's very important as well so it is so hopefully hopefully we get the right man yeah. fingers crossed thanks Jerry. thanks Jerry. yeah with regards to whether there was a buzz or not there's 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 a plenty of a buzz about who's going to get it everybody you meet is asking the question and, and expecting that you have some inside information but it's um it's it's definitely he, he references there and it's good to hear the urgency in him that this is a vital, vital appointment. These players have to get some silverware, you know, within the next few years or the opportunity goes. And and that was great to hear a county board chairman stating that. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I think that that uh that that sort of urgency has to come from the top. Mm. Because forget this future is blue garbage. It's the present needs to be blue because the time is running out for these players. You know, um you take a player like Garrod from Kernan, um so he was under twenty one in two thousand and eleven, so he's going to be twenty nine next year. Yeah. So you know he's a lot closer to to the end of his career than the, to the start of it, put it like that. And there's a lot of players like that. So, um, you know, time is of the essence for these fellas, and they need to get this appointment right and and make a count because they're not far off. And you know, there's a good chance Galway might make an All Ireland final there, and we were that close. We were better than Galway two years ago. Yeah. And with the same players, yeah. we lost players off the panel, but with most of the same starting team. Look where we are, and look where they are, and I, I've maintained it since th- since that day that we were, since the end of that year that we were really close. And um, you hear people giving out about Terry Highland, but he took them very, very close. But I think they 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 pointed the wrong man last time, and um, uh, yeah. we lost our momentum. Well, even 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 take it to this year. You look at what Dublin have done in in the in the Super Eights with an absolute throbbing of Roscommon and running Dublin very very close as close as we've seen Dublin run in a championship game since last year's All Ireland final, um, and and before that since the previous year's All Ireland final. So, like we weren't that far off Tyrone even this year. I think surely the players now have to believe that they're good enough to do this, and with the addition of maybe a few more coming into the panel. There's no reason why you shouldn't be pushing on and staying in Division One next year. Like I don't think while our first time in Division One, which was last year, you you'd be forgiven for a relegation but a good showing. But now you got to stay in Division One, and these these players need to develop in that in that area. They're good enough to play with the best in the country. They've they've proven that. So let's go out and and, and actually show it time and time again. Exactly. Yeah, and bring back a bit of spite to their play, and not in a not in a. Um, a sense of going out and punching someone getting sent off stupid things like that but as Jim McGuinness said, said and that's Jim McGuinness's words he said they need, it's time to sit up and we're men yeah. and we, we need to see that from Calvin like, yeah that's it get stuck in you don't have to hit a lot of box to prove you're hard but you made a very can, good point Damien when you said uh, on one of the podcasts that with all the preparation and all that goes on now um, um, it's moved on from when you thump a table and you get that almost the anger levels up before you go out mm-hmm. in the field but it's it's often taken out that that's a given, but that's not a given. That's not a given. We need to get a manager in who's a really good motivator and get these boys out. And otherwise, like, yeah, we at? opportunity may be missed. But um, moving on, just very briefly, Cavan ladies. Again, I suppose it's 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 so it's such a similar path to the Cavan lads that they've they've played Dublin and Mayo. Um, you know, I I think to the Cavan ladies to their credit. They've they've shown that they're capable of competing with with the best. Now that was their first time being exposed to Dublin or Mayo in Championship football, um, and and therefore there was the gap. But it's not an unclosable gap. They're 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 not too far away. 
Yeah, and they've they have a lot of uh, talent coming on, and mm. they're even like the likes of Lauren McVitie, he's starting to break in there already. Like, and still minor next year, so um, I think I think they're they're close. Yeah, I think they're close. So you've seen an awful lot of the Cavan ladies footballers playing this year now, so you yeah. you'd be better better versed in it than me. Yeah, I I have, and I have to say they've they've. Unearthed, well, maybe not unearthed, but Ashlyn Shorten has developed into one of the best forwards in the country. Talking to some of the Dublin backroom team after the game, and they their their heads were spinning how they couldn't get the grips with her at all. They they literally were were saying physically she's she's out in front, she wins so her direct. own ball, and then when she turns her her mind's on one thing, it's goal. And there's 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 no wall in the in the country that could stop her, or no blanket defence. She she goes like the goal she scored against Dublin, winning it out on the forty five near the sideline, and just she had one thing on her mind. Nobody else thought it was possible, but she knew she could do it, and that was it was so impressive to watch. And then you bring in. You know the likes of Catherine Dolan and and Kira Finnegan and you know Lauren McVitie. You've got talent, real talent. Now, not that's not to throw away yet. Ashlyn Maguire or 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 the likes of Brona Shorten. You've you've serious good footballers there within Cavan. You know, I I think again it comes back to Division One football. They have to get up there to Division One, and the sooner they do that, the better chance to have these younger players. But they're. They're nearly on the path, and, and you bring up the future is blue is gone. These girls have to achieve now. You know, it, it can't be. Ah, look at it'll come, it'll come, it'll come. You have to make it come. You know, it's go, it's got to come in the next couple of years. Cavan have got to get that promotion. They've got to then play the Dublin's and the Mayo's and the Corks regularly, so that they know how to go out and beat them. But I think they're in the right direction. I think James Daly, I'm presuming will will be there for another year. Will stay on for another year, and I think he'll have he'll have learned an awful lot about his squad. Um, going into next year's campaign so we wish them the very best of luck absolutely yeah fingers crossed finally on the show we were uh, we, we had a bit of fun on Instagram uh, last week there was a few people we asked people um, what you'd like to hear on the podcast but we'll come to that after because we, we also asked people to vote on the best Cavan player that they've actually seen playing in the Cavan jersey which I thought was, was was a great bit of crack but give us your best Cavan player Paul the best Cavan player I ever saw in a Cavan jersey is a man who does not speak to me and that's Dermot McCabe uh, I don't know he, I'm not his friend I don't, we, don't, we don't know the reason um, and I uh, tried to explore it but uh, the guy ain't talking but uh, he's the best player I've seen in a Cavan jersey I thought he was a, a magnificent player and um, uh, parent for parent as well along with that I'd have to say Larry Riley was, was a real favourite of mine um, you like the lefties yeah I thought I thought Larry was Larry was something else so just electrifying and uh, you know you used to hear the, this familiar the familiar shout coming in from the sideline give it give it Larry pass it pass oh what a score <laughs> we heard that so many times over the years because <laughs> yeah. he could do it himself like yeah. a wee bit greedy but sure, why not when you when you had that sort of talent? That's and it. I also I also was a big fan of uh, David Givney when he was in the Cavan team. I thought he was a fantastic player. But uh, hopefully we'll see him again. We mightn't see Larry or Dermot back. So some of the names that that did uh, pop up were Dermot McCabe, as you said, Larry O'Reilly, Jason O'Reilly, Stephen King, Mark McKeever, Kean Mackey, Martin Riley. Um, one thrown in there that 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 came a little left of centre was Donald Kogan. <laughs> Could you comment? <laughs> No, Can you remember Donald Blaine? Before my time, before my time now, um, I remember I remember him playing a challenge match against Red Hills around mid nineties. Uh, that was really I didn't see much of him. You might have seen. You're older than me. Yeah, barely. <laughs> I can remember him in a Cavan jersey in a league game or something. Um, it was stretched, but he was he 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 had a phenomenal a phenomenal ability to to find scores. The uh, the, the winner on the on our um, Instagram page was my favorite player of all time when I was growing up in 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 Caventown and I was kicking ball against the the Telecomeran building on the street. It was Damien O'Reilly from Mullahorn, and and the reason it was Damien O'Reilly was. It didn't matter whether he was playing in the full-back line marking Peter Canavan in 95 or playing in the full-forward line in 97, setting up Jason O'Reilly. You knew what you got all the time. He mightn't have been the most skillful player you've ever seen, but every time he got a ball or every time he was near a ball, there was energy, there was determination. I just loved that style of footballer, that he was so honest in everything that he'd done 
it, it he made them absolutely brilliant for me and and I I'm delighted that the the general public went for Damien O'Reilly as as their favorite as well yeah. so like, like I remember 97 I was tor- 13 but Damien's best days was probably just before my time but uh we're, and we're like kind of related now through marriage and like I mean he's such a gentleman as well as yeah. well as a brilliant a brilliant footballer you know, we if we could have a few more like him, we'd be doing well. Uh, he was he he was very unlucky with a lot of injury. Like he had cruciate injury before. Yeah. You, you knew how to properly operate on them. He had a knee replacement there last year. Yeah, right? yeah, but he could be back talking out from Mullahorn this year. You never know. He had a good career, Damien. Like he had, he, he had an, an under twenty one medal in eighty eight. He did right. a senior medal. He had a senior championship medal of Mullahorn. Um, yeah. You know, he had he had. A, he had a good career, like it was. It was well decorated. In fairness, at one time they played a they played a, a sort of a winter league um, when Peter Brady was chairman in the early nineties. They sort of forgotten about, but they, they tried a regional model and they played over the winter. And I think the I think the prize was it was a suit of clothes for every member of the winning panel. They Jesus. put up someone sponsored it, and it was a great prize. Damn right. And it, it was to get fellas to buy into it, and and teams actually did train for it, but. Uh, the team that won it, I don't know what they were called, I think it was a Mullerhorn Garna uh, Lacking Amalgamation, something like that. But the, uh, Damien kicked the winning goal, the last kick of the game, to win it by a point in the final. That's a much forgotten game, but Jesus. someone told me about it and I looked it up in the archives. What so. a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Great idea. I'd love to see it happening. Uh, one of the questions that came in on Instagram was um, asking about Damien's insight into development squads. Uh, what are the goals and what are we doing to achieve them? That's a whole podcast in itself and I promise we will come back to that at a later stage in the year but um, we, we we just don't have the time on this podcast. The other one was about the progress of Breffney Park and the development uh, going on and as you heard from Jerry Brady a little bit earlier on the, the main pitch itself is is coming on nicely, there's grass on it and, and it should be ready for the senior championship final, if not maybe the intermediate as well Um from what I've heard, the back pitch, the training pitch now, this week or next week, they're going to start to extend that out. So they're rerouting the river at the back of the, the training pitch to go into the car park where the prefabs are of the 3G pitch and they're going to make a full-size pitch there. So that's basically within the next, I presume within the next year, we'll have an extra pitch there. There's strong rumours of extra land having been bought on top of the land that they bought at the back of the car park, at the back of the stand, that was the first land going up the hill. But behind the the, the stand on the 3G pitch, there's more land um, being bought or has been bought there. Um, and if that if that's uh, true, I think then the total of pitches can go up to six in the area. So it'll be phenomenal. Uh, fundraising wise, I know that 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 efforts are still ongoing um, all over the world. So it's 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 great to see. Look, at, it's something that's so badly needed. I know from being involved with the Cavan under 16s this year to try and find pitches to train on, it's it's so difficult because clubs are busy. Clubs have so much going on as well. It's very hard for them to give pitches. So it's uh, the sooner we have those extra pitches available in Kingspan Breffney, the better. But great to see progress being made. Anyway, well done to all involved. Yep, absolutely, yeah. So that brings us to the end of this week's McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Don't forget to get in contact with us on our new favourite social media. It's Instagram. Yeah, there was one more question came in on Instagram, uh, Damien, that you were saying to me. Some, someone, and I won't say who it was, put up a question. Why is John Fortune the worst of the fortunes? <laughs> I think that's harsh. I think it's harsh. I think that's very, very harsh. I haven't seen John in action for the Gales on Sunday evening. He, he's got a mean right hand on him. Oh, he's the meanest of the fortunes. <laughs> he's, the, he's the best boxer of the fortunes. He threw a hell of a, a right cross on Sunday evening, um, but he got a straight red, so I don't know, does that carry over for a championship now? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but the, the crack on Instagram, and in fairness to John Fortune, he's he's great fun himself. Some of his replies are quite very, very witty. In fact, it's yeah. uh, it's well it's well worth well worth getting involved in the debates and, and the crack that we're having on Instagram. But don't forget, you can still get in contact with us on Facebook or on Twitter. Um, but we'd be delighted to hear your comments next week we'll be previewing the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship and looking back on the Cullis Craft Bakery Junior Championship results and bringing you the updates on the Cavan Manager